Hey, Michaela. Mm -hmm. Got a question for you. Sure. What's the worst piece of advice your mother has ever given you? Oh, this is easy. Uh, she luckily doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> so She's obsessed with worrying about what other people think. Mm. Too like, generational thing, isn't it? Ah, oh, terrible. To the point, like, that at my father's funeral... All she could think about was there was a bottle of alcohol that everybody drank that was coming. So her biggest fear that morning was making sure Auntie May that she hadn't seen in a hundred years had her favourite schnapps or something. Yeah, like that was her level of how much she thinks of other people. Like, holy moly! You know, and when I, you know, was in high school and I had boyfriends, I could never get off at their bus stop. <laughs> I always had to go home and then go back, what? even though the bus went straight past their house, because of what people would think. Wow. Yeah. But what anyway. What a life to live, huh? Yeah. So that's taken a long while to shake. Don't do that to your kids. No. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tradies Business Show where we actually do worry about what our listeners think, Warwick. Yes, so we don't care what everybody else thinks except our listeners. That's right. And Hopefully they think we're half all right. Well, yeah. Because they're still listening. You could let us know what you think by going to iTunes uh, and writing us a review. So leave us a star rating. That's awesome. Everybody gives us five stars, of course. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but anyway, being a little less self-conceited there, is uh, please leave a written review. Even just one sentence. Tell us the best thing you get out of the show or what you love about Waz's jokes or whatever it might be. It's probably not that. Please, Waz, uh, stop telling jokes. <laughs> we'll be fine as well. <laughs> What's wrong with my dad jokes? <laughs> my daughter thinks I'm hilarious, mm. but she's only four. And let us know if you like the top of the show questions. I'd love to know. Give us some. Yes. Actually, help Wazza out. You can help Wazza out by giving him some questions to ask Michaela so that I can put her on the spot more because I'm really getting quite tired of bearing all to our audience. And I think <laughs> well, you're I tired. Today. Well, I think our listeners are tired of it too. So it's a pretty good segue into today's episode where we've got a bit of a different thing going on. It's a hot seat. And it's a real tradie story, kind of all rolled into one. So we grill somebody and tell them how good they are, yes. all in the same episode. That's right. Uh, so this guy started as a man in a van, and you'll hear his story. And he's built his business up to the point where he now has two businesses, essentially. Uh, 13 staff. He corrected me. I thought it was 12. Um, you know, multi-million dollar turnover, top-ranked franchise in the country, and uh, really, he's very humble and understated. Mm. He doesn't talk himself up. And it's a bit of a theme with Andrew and uh, I guess some of the challenges that he sees in his business that we nailed him on today is um, stemming from that whole thing of worrying what other people think, mm. just like your mother. Yes. They should hook up. <laughs> Maybe they could give each other some counselling. Um, no, we don't want him taking your mother's advice because she'd be telling him that you should worry about yes. what other people think. So and really, you shouldn't. That's right. So I'm going to stop talking crap and uh, bearing all, uh, and we're just going to listen to our interview with Andrew from Midas and Accelerate Auto Electrics. Let's do it. 
And uh, welcome to the Tradies Business Show. We have another hot seat for you today, listeners. We have Andrew Jaynes from Midas and Accelerate Auto Electrics, or Midas Maruchidor, up on the beautiful Sunshine Coast. So welcome to the show, Andrew. Morning. Good morning, mate. Everyone knows it's morning now. And we have Michaela with us as well. She's decided to actually record with us today. Yes, yes. I know. You're not swanning oh. around the countryside being no, some was. professional speaker at, oh, you know, big shucks. blogging events and stuff? No, not today. We're okay. here with you. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes, yeah, so come down a notch. So uh, today's all about you, though, Andrew. And thank you for submitting willingly to the process of the tradies' hot seat. Uh, I know you're excited about us grilling you on air, mate. Can't wait. <laughs> so, uh, for the benefit of our listeners, Andrew, just tell us a bit about your backstory, your business, uh, maybe you personally, you know, what's been your journey to, to be the uh, entrepreneurial auto industry business owner that you are today? You make it sound impressive. It is. Um, all right. So, yeah, I've always been an auto electrician by trade. Did my apprenticeship 20 years ago. Um, always worked for myself since I finished the apprenticeship. Never really been good at getting told what to do. Always want to do things myself and probably not to my advantage. Moved to the coast six years ago, started off mobile, mobile again, and then I pretty much decided a mechanical workshop was a good idea. So I took on a, I opened a Midas franchise, busiest intersection in the middle of Maroochydore. We've run that for three years, and at the same time, growing the auto electrical business to to i think probably the biggest one on the sunshine coast at the moment um and yeah the midas is going really really well we just we're actually 12th in australia now out of 80 stores so in, in their internal ranking so that's pretty cool and yeah as for the backstory for me i think my just trying to grow from a, a trade in a van to a a business owner has been a bit of a challenge and still working on that every day and that's pretty much it i don't know He's a bit scared sitting here with you, Warwick. I've listened to some other guys getting grilled and I feel like... You know what's coming, mate. Yeah, I'm scared. So we'll I we'll, think, be, we'll yeah. be gentle for about three or four minutes. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. to make you feel relaxed and yeah, yeah, yeah. blow you into a false yeah, sense of security. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you did start out, though, as a man in a van, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, finished my apprenticeship and then just in a van by myself on the Magic Mile doing kayak work. So pretty much started at the bottom of business ownership in the old electrical game, I reckon you'd call it. Mm-hmm. Doing mm-hmm. kayak work all day and dealing with kayaks, but yeah. And how did you find that, mate? Was that fun? Taught me a lot. Taught me a lot. Taught me how to get paid. Um, taught me just common problems and also working fast. Um, sort of from the beginning, I realised systems were important as kayaks don't like to pay. They're, mm-hmm. they're hard to get money out of, so get in, get out, and um, get the job done. And so that's always been a thing I think I've had. And and yeah, it's, it's worked well as an, as small guy but then as a big guy sorry I shouldn't say big guy as a business owner with with a lot of staff trying to understand that things take time is sometimes not quite my strong point and I'm sure you'll spend the rest of the hour telling everybody what my other strong point is. We may ask some questions about those things but I guess today uh, to to cut in before Michaela there um, this will be a hot seat mate so we we are going to grill you a bit. just from a place of, of love and care, mate, we want to help you here on the show because uh, that's what we do for tradies. But it's also um, a bit of a real tradie story in there as well because you have achieved quite a degree of success. Uh, you know, you've started as a man in the van. You have a number of employees. You've got two businesses. You're, you know, number 12 in Australia, which is uh, no mean feat, mate. You're up against some, some big metropolitan uh, franchises as well. So, uh, you know, there's there's a couple of elements to today's show, and I think there's going to be a heap of great stuff that you're going to be able to share with people, mate, not to put any pressure on you. Can't wait. So don't stuff it up. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so one thing I was really interested in is what made you go to a franchise model with Midas and, and go down that path when you said, you know, you don't like people telling you what to do and stuff like that. You know, what was your motivation behind that? Uh, I actually, <laughs> all right. So Would you like us to press pause, mate? We no, won't. no, no. I, I, my arm was pretty much twisted behind my back. Um, there was a fantastic workshop, location, size, all the rest of it. Warwick knows it. It's um, pretty hard to say no to. Unfortunately, the last two owners in it had gone bust and the rent hadn't been paid in a long time. Right. And the only re- way I can convince the owners to give it to me was, was to bring on a franchise, basically some security. Right. Um, so the franchise gave them the tri-party agreement. I don't know if everybody understands how it works, but basically Midas back my lease. So if I can't pay, they pay. So that was sort of what that, that were look- the owners were looking for, somebody big to come in. And so the little guy with no money had to get somebody big behind him. Yeah. So that was pretty much why I did it. I chose Midas purely because there was no other Midas franchises on the Sunshine Coast. And yep. I felt the name was mine to make yep. as my own rather than being tied with the same brush like everybody else was sort of in yep. there except for Midas. So with the workshop having two people, you know, go broke before you, did that scare you at all going, I'm going into this premise and two other haven't worked? And what was your mindset around that? Because that would probably frighten a lot of people off. Like, Yeah, I guess the previous owner, I was doing work for them as the odd electrician and they weren't from a trade industry background and right. obviously I don't want to get into it, but I, I saw how it was run and, and obviously yep. felt I, I had something different to offer. And I've... Yeah, it just seemed like such a good opportunity. It was yep. one of those things I couldn't see why it had gone bust other than things that I, I would bring differently. Yeah, great. Um, great location, great spot and all the rest of it. So or, or everything was there. It just needed a, a real-life tradie to run it. Yep. Um, and, yeah, so we got it off the ground, got it doing quite well, quite busy, making no money but turning over good dollars. So that's, that's my skill. Um, making no money. <laughs> we'll talk about that too, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's going, going quite well and... Bills are getting paid, staff are getting happy, big lot of staff, everybody's busy all day, every day. So cool. And um, so what's the size of the business now, like as far as team and, and that the goes? The Midas size, I got three mechanics on the floor, one apprentice, which is actually, he's on the floor full time now. He's um he's almost third year now, so we'll call him half mechanic. Um, and I've got two front office staff. It's basically running under full management now, so I can concentrate on my old electrical business again. And so, yeah, five, five staff and, and a bit of back office stuff as well, somebody... So some part-timers taking care of the paperwork. but And you've just had a holiday too, mate, for the first time in six years, I believe. Well, the first time you've been able to go away for, what, 10 days or something? Yeah, we went to Fiji for 10 days and I switched my phone off, so that's pretty exciting. And the business was still there when you came back? They actually did quite well. <laughs> you did better uh, as, than as when I, you were as there. As it's been pointed out to me, the place runs better <laughs> without me, so... I'll take that as uh, I've, I've done well setting it up. So yeah, it's a bit nice. it's a bit hard to be told go away. You just make a mess of everything. But then by the same token, when you step back from it and realise that that's what you're trying to achieve, it, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things? And and this, that's a really nice segue into uh, putting the boxing gloves on now, mate. Mm. Is uh, what are some of the things that you make a mess of when you are around, Andrew? The Andrew specials. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to bring that up. I, if you didn't. I do a bit of networking and obviously i know a lot of people and and i'm you know when you're standing there with somebody and they say can you 
fix my red fit my red arc SBI controller that I know somebody in the land this week, mate. Yeah, yeah. And and so you know, I'll be out and I'll speak to somebody. I'll say, yeah, no worries, mate. We'll do it tomorrow morning. Um, and then the customer loves up in the door, and they're obviously somebody I want to get looked after. And we're fully booked. And my manager manager looks at me and says, "What the hell have you done?" So that's that's probably one problem. And I guess. You know, I get along with the guys. I want the guys happy, and sometimes I'm probably a bit too lenient on the guys. Um, like I say, I'm I'm quite good at getting it all up and running and all the rest of it, but then refining it's probably I'm a it'll just work kind of a guy, mm. and uh, rather than a systems and processes guy, which is fine when it's just you doing car yard work. You're the man in the van type scenario, which is the case for a lot of our listeners as well. And while there's a lot of hard work involved. It really is only you to answer to and from, but when you start involving staff, and I think, what do you guys got now, like 10, 12 team members or something like that? I think there's actually 13. 13, well, lucky up, 13. Yeah, so. so that's quite a number of people who uh, all have to interact and follow systems, and then you come in and do your people-pleasing stuff of, uh, you know, your Andrew specials, as we love to call them, uh, that really does stuff everything up and doesn't set a good example for people, does it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. I'm leaving now. <laughs> Job done. So how can we get rid of Andrew specials then? So we're here about solving problems, mm-hmm. not just... Not just making you feel bad. Yeah. We've dug a big hole. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> just not do I'll them? Just, yeah, I say... So basically... I, I think, know what um, your wife would say. The, the biggest challenge I have is... And I think anybody in business understands this is everybody wants to deal with you. You're the business owner. Um, and, and growing and growing, growing the way I have, I've got a lot of long-term clients that are used to Andrew in the van and, and expect to, to deal with Andrew and don't quite understand that dealing with Andrew is probably the worst thing they can do. And what they're much better off doing is just following the systems that we've put in place, following the process, dealing with the manager and, and going through the whole system and, and it coming to me at the very end, probably before the bill's presented or if there's a decision to be made and, and then the Andrew special can come in then. Mm. Um, so trying to de- detach yourself from the customers is a struggle and and trying to convince them that, you know, I'll be sitting at these networking meetings and oh, we'll bring our car in tomorrow and, and turning around to saying to him, yeah, sure, no problems. Call my guy tomorrow morning and he'll sort it out or, or I'll get him to call you. Mm. And, and then they feel like you're just putting them in the box with everybody else. Where rather, they're going to have a better experience and probably a better outcome than, than involving me in, their, yep. in the mess. And it's probably about saying that. Like, look, I really don't know what's, you know, happening in the workshop this week. But if you go to these guys a call, I'll let them know that you're going to call so they can look after you or something like that. But actually, you know, making out that, the, that it isn't going to be as good of an experience if you organise it. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise you kind of don't need people around you <clears throat> getting paid exorbitant wages uh, if you're going to step in and do all that stuff yourself anyway. Yeah, the other system we've come up with is we, we now have an Andrew special book. So every time Andrew pulls an Andrew special, it gets written in the book so that the, everybody can, when somebody loves up and says, I spoke to Andrew, there's a book with it written down in. Nice, mate. It's working quite well. Yep, yep. Um, so Find hmm. a system to solve the people issues. Yeah. But but I, I do want to stick with this for a little Great. bit because, I, and I know you love it when we have these conversations, mate, uh, but this whole thing of people wanting to deal with the business owner is such a, it, it hobbles the growth of so many businesses, especially trade businesses, because nobody can do auto electrics as good as you, can they? Oh, definitely not. Right. So, and that's the same for our plumbers and brickies and tilers and everybody listening to the show is 
you do what you do because you're really good at it and that's why you've built a good business and most of our listeners would probably have the same thing of a lot of business comes from word of mouth and repeat custom because you know you're great at what you do um, and so it's really hard to let go of that identity as being the guy that does the fixing and the building stuff and become the guy that owns a business that does that for people hmm. and not have those personal relationships in the same way that you have previously um, so where do you think that comes from, mate? Like, for you, but but maybe even for tradies at large, like, why is it so hard to let go of doing the stuff, doing the thing? You know, the plumbing, the electrical, whatever. I think it's what I've always done. I've just always been the guy that could fix the cars that no one else could fix. Here, I'm talking myself up now, but it's my failing at the moment, so I'll, I'll turn it back. But, yeah, that, that's always been me. I, I sort of always work for myself. I've never been always small, so... I'm the guy who had to fix it kind of thing. Mm. And being doing the car yard work and the contracts and all the rest of it, I couldn't just say, I can't fix this one, send it somewhere else because you, you feel like you're losing cars for the, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, so that that's always been my thing is is just trying to work it out and get it done. And, and I, yeah, then I, I the reason why I've had to distance myself from it is I've actually had neck injury and crawling around on the dashes is I'm out. Um, I mm-hmm. do a day of that and a week of pain, so... Yep, I've had to sort of distance myself from that. But even, even now it is hard. I'll see my boys working on a car and I think, oh, two minutes with that and I'd fix it, which is probably just in my mind. And reality is I'd get an hour into it, leave it in a million bits and, and walk away from it. Um, but, yeah, you, I know, we all back ourselves as tradies. You, you're the fixer guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to fixing. And I suppose from my perspective and Michaela's perspective is if you can translate that fix-it mentality to being the business fix-it guy, that's where the real kicker is because you start applying that fix-it mentality to how do I fix my balance sheet, how do I fix my marketing and it's a different skill set, it's not the stuff that you've always worked on but I think that's where I think tradies have a, have a fantastic opportunity is taking that real um, problem-solving mindset and applying it just to a different set of problems because uh, that's where you know if you can start doing that stuff that's where you start getting the results that you guys are obviously getting. Oh, work. I think that's the golden nugget, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I still look through the window and look at the car and think I've got to be fixing that. <laughs> so, yeah. So one thing a lot of our listeners struggle with is going from being the man in the van to actually having a team and managing people. How have you found that transition? Hard. What's the biggest challenge you find with managing people now? Or ever? Oh, yeah, you should see what Warwick's saying. Um... Oh, the biggest challenge is not having mates. Um, trying, you know, at the moment. Uh, well, sorry, not at the moment. I'm definitely improved it now. But uh, a year and a half ago, I had a workshop full of mates who who pretty much were work, walking all over me. Yeah. And um, that's what you do. You spend your whole time, your whole trade based time, sort of developing relationships with everybody. If you've got maybe one other employee in your van, which we were. We're as much friends as anything else, and that that all works cool. But then when you've got sort of three, four, five, six, it, it, it's a fail. Um, and I've I've had to learn that the hard way. Um, but it, it got us to where we are, and it's been a challenge. But I think for in the tradey thing, you, you've got to get along with everybody. You know, it is a referral based system, be it painters, plumbers, whatever you are. And so you get in the mindset of trying to get along with everybody. And then when you employ someone, trying to not trying to distance yourself from that and Oh, Warwick sitting here smiling because you know giving giving them expectations and and, and basically job descriptions to fulfil and and when they don't do it, sort of being able to kick their ass on it with 
some, I guess, some information behind you to back it up. So, yeah. you know, keeping records of, I don't want to use the word staff ups, but times where they yeah. didn't perform the way you expected them to and keeping records of that so you can physically sit them down in one of our team meetings and, and actually bring that to their attention rather than just an off-the-cuff comment and thing that it's getting through their head when... Yeah, sometimes I think us business owners are about, about as bad as women in just giving out signals and expecting everybody to understand it. And <laughs> you, not you're just, you're just upset about 50% of our listening audience. <laughs> They're never going to bring their car to you now. They're as bad as women. Oh, no, no. But, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like, they um, think a little I, differently. Yeah, but it's more just, you know, uh, I, I think that just a quick comment to an employee when they when they do something, and I, I think that actually – and it, it doesn't change the behavior. You know, right. the physical – sit-down meeting thing, which which really doesn't come from the trade business. Yeah. yeah, and so I know Warwick has been working a little bit with your team lately with team meetings and sit-downs and things like that and putting processes in. How have you – I know this has just started, but have you started to see a change in your staff behaviour and performance? Because Warwick's so awesome, but besides <laughs> that point, but actually putting in these systems in place. Yeah, this could either go really well for me or really badly <laughs> uh, when he, yeah, well, right. when well, he gives e- feedback on air. You edit it, so yeah. I'm sure <laughs> this, this question part. might well, just go let's all just together. start with team meetings are an absolute waste of time. No, <laughs> no. Um, in all honesty, exact opposite. And even to the point of I've found the, the staff have come to me and they're looking forward to next the, the next team meeting. Like his, wow. his what would you like sharing thing is, is quite wanky to use his word. I think I can mm-hmm. repeat that. You can. Um, and if you want to know about the team meeting, we actually recorded, you know, an example of a team meeting in the previous episode, which was episode number... 84. It's like a bingo call, isn't it? Yes. So if you want to have an example of how to run one of Warwick's team meets, yes. actually... This is going to be really bad. I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, hello. Uh oh. I can't I actually say, say it. it was quite a fiery one, but <laughs> yeah. at the time, you know, it, at the time I was cringing and looking back on it two or three weeks later, best thing that ever happened. Right. Cleared the air. My, I, I guess my strongest personality in the work, in the workshop and my, probably the two strongest personalities in the workshop had a go. And definitely resolved it and had a cuddle and, and they've worked, never worked so well together as, since. So it, it was a good thing. Mm. And I've had other sort of staff members sort of, you know, really into the team meeting. So it's been good. It's been a good thing. It's, it's a bit. Cause I'm going to out you here a bit, mate, is you've had a bit of turnover of people in your business in recent years, haven't you? Ever since I brought you on. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> we're just, that. we're just getting rid of the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. Back to, back to the mate thing and, uh, what the turnover um it was a good thing definitely it was a good thing it i brought on managers that probably were a bit more of a hard ass well definitely it, I, I, that's been our thing is I, I was running it all we were all getting along we were mates mm. i wasn't getting the results i needed brought in a manager everybody doesn't like the new i guess no one likes the new guy the new prime minister, and so yeah, I sort of when they realised he wasn't going anywhere, I, I did have a bit of a turnover. But the team I've ended up with is the best thing that ever happened. The team I've ended up with is fantastic. First time now, I walk in and there's no one I'd like to see gone. It's everybody I want them to stay, and mm-hmm. it's happy times. So yeah, you can look at it two ways, but I think as a it was just we were going through a growth phase and a change of of management. Really, it, it sort of comes a bit down to you, Warwick. Um, as you, your favourite saying is, if you can't be on the if the team's growing and you can't be on the team, you generally tend to deselect yourself. And I think we've just had a bit of that. Mm. 
And so going from, you know, having mates and referrals in the industry to actually trying to employ people and how has your recruitment changed in that process as far as really trying to get the right person for the job rather than someone that you just know? Yeah, once again, I, I really wish Warwick wasn't in the room. Um, <laughs> another just, wanky, wanky Warwick thing is the, the group interview. The group interview is amazing. Yeah. Uh, definitely a, a process that when he first came up with it, I thought was was a, a crazy idea, um, but found it to be incredible in the fact that you can have six or seven guys in a room, and it's like they, to use Warwick's word again, just deselect themselves. And you, yeah. every time I've, I've run a group interview, the candidate, whoever I've ended up with, has been fantastic because they really do stand out in yeah. the crowd. So we're just madly scrolling back through episodes <laughs> here because, uh, and this is the thing about the Tradies Business Show, is we, we have covered a lot of this stuff. Matter of fact, I think we've probably covered everything you need to know to run a great tradie business in the past 80 episodes or so. So, so you're saying if then? I listen to more of these, if I can you stop actually money listen work. to the show? Yeah, you, you yeah. could give it a go, mate. Yeah, let's do that. But we're going to talk about your execution abilities in a minute uh, and imp- implementation skills. Uh, but if you if you go back to episode thirty two, we've talked about how to attract and retain the right staff, and that we've done we've covered a number of episodes about people because it really is one of the the key ways to grow a tradie business. It's very hard to work more than about seventy or eighty hours of productive time a week, and do your book work and your marketing and still have a life um, if you want to make more money or you know build a bigger business if you're on your own. You have to have people involved, uh, yes. and that brings with it obviously all of those challenges about the whole mates thing and finding the right ones and, and keeping them on board. But I do want to talk about uh, execution or implementation of stuff. I'd just like to let everybody know he's smiling at the moment. <laughs> this is like the great white going in for the mm. final attack. Um, so you already know and and I I'll put this to our listeners as well so uh, wherever you are listening to this episode you pretty much already know enough for you to have a business that's beyond your wildest dreams right most people who have been in business for more than 10 minutes and survived the first couple of years they know, you know enough stuff to be able to do it a whole lot better than you're doing but there's just some other things that get in the way of implementing that knowledge or the, the information that honestly there's a free podcast there's 40 hours of content if you listen to every episode and just implemented everything in this show you would have a world-class trade business we should ask for a cut yeah we'll take a, a profit cut share all our listeners. <laughs> but nobody does it right no one will sit down and listen to every single episode of this show and do everything that we've said no one will go to google and watch all the videos and the seminars and all that stuff why the, what the hell goes on there, mate? From a tradie, like, why don't you guys do the things that you know you should be doing on a daily basis? You could be a very wealthy man after answering this question. I can't answer it. <laughs> you, if you were watching this, you could see my eyes rolling in my head. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Warwick. I'm sure, Bridie, your wife would have uh, a few yeah, ideas for you. <laughs> in all honesty, um, if, if somebody was to run our business and make it more profitable, it, it would be her. Yeah. <laughs> Can you edit that bit out? Eee, no, I'm going to actually increase the volume on that bit <laughs> yeah, so yeah, everybody yeah, hears yeah, it. Thanks, so what, maybe what are some examples of things that you know he should be doing that he's not? Well, let, let's let Andrew <laughs> answer that because oh, I reckon and he that's knows. The worst thing about I reckon this. Andrew knows. Yeah. I think we all know that. Prior to Warwick, I had another business coach, um, and and you'd sit in a room and you pay this guy a lot of money, and he, you walk out 
you've written notes. It's it's everything you know, and the same as everything we're trying to achieve. Now it's everything you know and don't do. Um, I don't know. Well, my biggest problem is is focus on on a particular job. I it's almost like I need to not be there. Mm-hmm. And so I can do all the things. And, yeah, he's smiling and raising he's his not, eyebrows. His head just about nodded off his shoulders. He was waiting for the F word to come up. <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah. Oh, the focus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. I think after Your focus, focus needs more focus. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's it. Just, yeah. just um, keeping focused on one little thing. And when they, the boys come running to you and I've stripped the bolt, uh, you know, the oil's leaking out <laughs> of here. The, you go. Where's Andrew in the workshop? Yeah, yeah. So that's yep. that's always our challenge. Where's um, Andrew doing another Andrew special out the front? Where's yeah, Andrew? He's off, I, you know, dicking around with the computer. Got to be honest. At the moment, I'm wiring up a Land Cruiser that I really shouldn't be touching. And and yeah, so this this week's that's not be, mine. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's a better Yet. one than yours. Yeah. Um, okay. Rub that in. <laughs> so that that's exactly what I did last week. I did it again. Um, we had a big job come in. Very important client. Been doing their work for seven or eight years. And boys were busy instead of telling the guy give me another week with it and all the rest of it and it, it's small small job turned into a very big job and andrew's put up his hand and said well i'll do that and keep everybody else working and i've got these other contracts i'm trying to get at the moment and and probably way more important things than one single land cruiser in my job but because you're yeah. on, you're on the verge of winning uh we can't talk about too much contract that is going to bring a lot of business to you yeah, so pretty much I really should be setting the foundations for that and all the rest of it. And again, he's smiling and nodding. Instead, I am wiring up reverse cameras, dual batteries, and all cool stuff like that. But it's a really nice cruiser. Did I say that? <laughs> Which make you money, right? Yes. Yeah. And and that, I think, is part of the challenge is we're so hardwired, not just as tradies, but as business owners, to do what makes us money today. Because I've got bills to pay today. I've got wages to pay Friday. And there's a job. I can make 400 bucks profit or 1000 bucks profit, or if it's you, probably two grand profit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> but I can make some money, some cash out of that, and that's going to pay my bills, right? Going off and fart-assing around with YouTube videos or email marketing or team training or whatever isn't going to put any money in my bank account today, is it? Very true. And my other thing is, I hate computers. I hate them. Me and emails just do not get along. Really? Because I've received emails from you, so you oh, must be able the to The ones I sent from my phone work. The ones I sent from my computer, I've pretty much been through three laptops a year. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just not that kind of person. I want to ring somebody and talk to them, and, and it's really not a productive way of doing something. So I tend to put off all those crappy, wanky jobs, and if I can't find somebody else to do them, they don't get done. I've got a fantastic list of things to do. Mm-hmm. So getting back to uh, you're saying about, you know, really should have been focusing on this bigger contract instead you are in a car. One thing that I know that has helped uh, me get some focus is I say this thing is what's the one thing w- that will make everything else unnecessary? So if I'm doing something and really there's something else Win I lotto. should be doing. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> buying a lotto ticket. <laughs> but if I actually look at what am I doing, is this really going to get to the end result that I want, which is, you know, a business that runs itself or whatever, it's actually looking at, is this the best use of my time right now? I'm sure you'd give similar advice. I would. Mm. And some people would act on it. And this is this is where, uh, you know, you talked about the previous example of a business coach. Um, I think, uh, and where, you know, we've changed up our relationship a bit where I actually come into the business 
rather than sort of doing the whole remote training thing and then expecting you to go implement it. I know I sat in your office the other day and I saw how many tabs. So you can drive a computer because I saw I lots of uh, eBay stores and online shopping things for bits for your Anyway, uh, parts parts for, oh, right, for cars. customer cars. I'm trying to find yeah, the cheapest yeah. stock, to be honest. Yeah, okay. Um, yep. yeah. Some of them didn't look like stuff you'd normally sell, but anyway. Are you a mechanic? <laughs> not an electrician, Warwick? That's all I've got to say. <laughs> Golf clubs are a necessity yeah. in an old electrical workshop. <laughs> exactly. But that's that's the thing is we, I think, underestimate the impact that those little five to 25-minute segues have during our productive time. And I want to try and loop that back to what Michaela's talking about with the one thing. It's like, what's the one thing that I could do today that would make everything else unnecessary so that you could have, you could pay someone to go buy you the golf clubs and bring them to you, right? Now, that sounds a little wanky and decadent, but, you know, it's it's actually maximizing your value. And I think you, along with a lot of the other trade business owners that I talk to undervalue your time. Yes. And therefore you spend it doing things that perhaps are beneath your pay grade. And I don't mean to, to talk down your employees or, you know, your subcontractors or anybody else, but honestly, as a, as a business owner or a self-employed tradesperson, your pay grade is a lot higher than what you can earn fixing a pipe or a car or wiring a reversing camera. And so you, you literally need to be looking for the 300 the 500 the $1,000 an hour jobs, which is working on the big business deal or getting sitting with someone who knows how to drive the email marketing and telling them what to do and this has to go out today. How can we make this happen today? Because that's going to go to 1,500 email addresses and make me 10 grand in the next 12 months. You know, that's that's the sort of thinking that, we all need to get into as business owners, but I think particularly tradespeople. And I think also if you're thinking when you're wiring that reversing camera that you're actually losing money right now by doing that, that, you know, may help you oh, shift ouch. focus as well. So you thought I was bad. Mm. <laughs> mm. Andrew's just looked at his watch. <laughs> I've just looked at my watch. Scratched his arm right, and thought, yeah. didn't you say this would be about half hour and then yeah, we'd yeah, wrap yeah, up? Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's time, it's lunchtime, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's all fair. Um, yeah. yeah. So what what can we do to help him? What do you think? Stop looking need? at golf clubs. Don't play golf. Golf's terrible. No, it's just one of those networking things. Yeah, <laughs> it takes too long. Yeah, I know. Do you know lots of networking meetings only go for ninety minutes, not six hours? Yeah, we can't all spend all day in the CrossFit box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, we might wrap the show up now. So, uh, um, look. How can he get more focus? I, I believe it comes back to planning the the tasks but also your time and setting time aside for goofing off looking at golf clubs or, you know, 27-inch rims for your freaking Ranger or whatever you drive or your what, – what, what car have you got these days? I don't know. You change them over so quickly, mate. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, but you need goofing off time, right? Everybody needs to have a bit of just checking out mentally, doing some stuff that you probably shouldn't be doing – um, it's cool. It's fun. It's, you know, it's nice to look at shiny new golf clubs. I can't identify with that personally, but whatever. Uh, so set some time aside to do that when it's most appropriate. You know, at, at 10.30 in the morning is probably not the most appropriate time to be doing that. Um, those are, I guess, 
particularly in trade businesses, we have golden hours, you know, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. perhaps, um, and treat it like a work day. But instead of filling your day with billable time and, and productive jobs, and I just did the two fingers in the air, you know, quote unquote thing, is fill it with other business owner productive jobs. Because if you went and looked at, uh, and it doesn't have to be the level of Bill Gates and, and Richard Branson, but if you just looked at bigger businesses and the CEOs of those businesses that are running well and had a look at their job description and the, and the things that they spend time on in their day, I guarantee it's not doing tax returns or writing financial plans or trading stocks. I think it's lunches and golf. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Which justifies the time on the golf clubs. I love the way you looped that back, mate. Yeah. <clears throat> Just because um, I know Brian will be listening. To this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get myself out of this somehow. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Mm. Uh, but their tasks would be very different to what most of us end up spending our time on putting out fires and doing all the other stuff. Now, yeah, they've got a big team behind them, but you know, a lot of those businesses started out small or smaller. Um, so I think it's just being more judicious with what we spend our time on and planning out our days much more tightly, which to, to a lot of people sounds like hell on earth. Oh, so I'm going to map out my day to with an inch of its life. You know, it's going to constrain me. But I had this conversation with James the painter, I think not on the episode, but um, off air basically, is he said to me, but don't you find that like just demoralizing that you've planned your calendar out and you've got blocks of time for marketing and finance and team meetings and you know training and all this sort of stuff it's like oh it just sounds so constrained and boring but the cool thing is if you do that and get really good at it you can squeeze enough into four days of your week to be massively productive as a business owner and have friday as a goofing off day and saturday and sunday and not have to work those days because your whole life is just chaos so to him that was a bit of a huh so Fridays, I could just like, I don't know, sleep in, go for a motorbike ride, play golf, whatever. Sleep in. He obviously doesn't have a two-year-old. <laughs> no, he doesn't. So you're saying no golf between Monday and Thursday. That's so, right. So oh, let's saying. drop the G word. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, J for jet ski or whatever it is, right? Ooh, uh, <laughs> but, it, but actually, look, it's having the discipline. You know, if you want to get fit, you have to actually go and do something. Yeah, I guess I, that has been my challenge when you when you are on the floor and small, you know, you, I guess you are an employee to your customers and, and you know what needs to be done mm. um, and, and you just, everything's in front of you, you've got to fix the problem that's in front of you and then when you do, I guess, move into this style, it's, you've almost got to look for your job um, at, at what's the, you know, I guess Michaela's, what's the thing you need to do mm-hmm. and so it, it is quite easy to get sidetracked on the not just the cool stuff, but just the the day to day stuff. When yeah. somebody comes running to you with a problem, instead of saying, "Sort of pay for, go deal it, mm-hmm. deal with it," um, getting up out of the chair and going doing it yourself. So that that's, I guess, probably much more of where my time goes than you mm. and what what we're, t- we're talking about. Um, and I, I know I love to, you know, take yeah, it with you mate, taking about uh, ten minutes of my day and turn it into sound like it's eight hours. So. <laughs> mm. But that 10 minutes and another 10 minutes putting out a fire and another 10 minutes, you know, doing an Andrew special and all those things turn into three or four or five or six hours in a week. And then, you know, I turn up next week. It's like, so how's the email marketing going? What email marketing? <laughs> yes. Uh, so I think, I think that really is about having the discipline to, um, well, first of all, work out what is your 
position description as the business owner. And for everybody listening to this episode, that will be different depending where you're at in your business journey. For, for some of our listeners, that you're still that sole trader, man in a van, but you should still stay actually- there. Stay there. <laughs> Don't listen to Andrew. Um, he just, how many days did you have in Fiji, mate? And the business made as much or more while you're away as it did when you were here? Mm. Yep. Mm. So, yeah, definitely stay as a man in a van. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, get really clear on what your role is in the business and what are all the tasks. Do that when you're the sole trader because then as you do grow, it's easy to just cut chunks of that out and give it to somebody else say, there you go, that's what you're doing. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I could really drop onto somebody who is that man in a van looking back on myself is, is set it up right from the beginning. Get, um, read all, read the books, um, yeah, probably shouldn't say any names, um, but you know some of those those marketing books and so on, and definitely get some processes in place. Get your employee contracts written early, mm. and all that kind of thing, and don't employ mates. Yep, because um, they they will just diffuse your time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just answered. What's the one thing you'd like to tell a thousand tradies in a room? Kind of, but we'll give yeah. him another bite. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Thousand tradies in the room, mate. What would you like to tradies tell? in the room? Um, you should have gone to uni. No, nah, I'm joking. That's not true at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, you could be like me and end up doing a podcast for tradies. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, we're picking on me now, so we'll stick with that. But thousand tradies in a room. Yeah, really, just you've got to set your goal kind of thing of the size you want to go. I've just fumbled my way through and I still, you know, I'm still taking on more than I can chew. If I win this contract, it's sort of like... I'm doing an Andrew again of, yeah, yeah, let's get this contract and not even thinking if there's money in it, if there's anything. There's just heaps of work, so let's go get it. Um, so, yeah, trying to set a goal and work towards that and maybe not a business goal, maybe a life goal. And we've we've set a target for ourselves, not not financial, just a time-off thing with the kids. And where Bryony keeps reminding me every day when I try and lose focus on that, that that's what we're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just find a goal and work towards it, and and maybe not just doing heaps and heaps of work because sometimes that that can be a bit crap. Mm. So uh, Andrew, thanks for coming in and Is that it? submitting yeah, to the see, process. It wasn't so bad. We're going to let yeah, you go now, mate. Uh, please don't go to the bar after this and drown your sorrows, mate. But look, I uh, I just want to in wrapping up say that you have built. A bloody amazing business, um, and not just because you're a golfer, but uh, to go from a sole trader man in a van to where you are now in a reasonably short space of time is um, is no mean feat, mate. So uh, you know you have done some really cool stuff. You've got a great team, great position there on the Sunshine Coast, and uh, I'm sure we'll see much bigger and better things from you. Uh, if people want to find out more about your business, and I know <clears throat> Andrew has done some marketing, so he does have a good website. Uh, should, should we ask him for an Andrew special? He's a- <laughs> for yeah, just ring up so you spoke to me and I told you I'd get to you a good deal. No, let's not do that. Um, but we are in the middle of rebranding at the moment, so we're yes. same, same name. And, and you've used video and stuff in the past, and I know we're, we're walk, working towards some more yeah, of that that's on as the list. well. That's on, uh, that's on the list, yeah. uh, along with the golf clubs. But... Um, to find out more about you and your businesses, uh, where would people go to do that, mate? I'll just give you my personal mobile number. <laughs> no, I guess our websites, um, you know, really the, the Midas thing's just a franchise thing, so you can call Midas Merchandise Store, that's for me, or the, um, yeah, Accelerate Mobile Auto Electrics. Mm-hmm. 
And hopefully something else soon. And the website for Accelerate, mate? Uh, AMAE.net.au. AMAE.net.au. Sorry, a bit too fast. So go check it out. Yeah, they're driving, mate. Uh, So go and check it out, and uh, we'll put the links there to Andrew's website in the show notes uh, and uh, a picture of the golf clubs that he's about to buy. Or have you already bought them, mate? No golf clubs. No golf clubs. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, uh, thanks again for coming in. Been great to chat with you, and I know there's some great stuff in there for our listeners as well. Oh, I can't wait to take it back and get focused. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. So there you have Andrew Janes from Midas Maruchidor and Accelerate Autoelectrics. Michaela, should we wrap that up? We should. And one thing I want to say, I didn't say it during the episode, was you know there's a big thing about focus in there and I just want to recommend some tools for some of our listeners that perhaps were wanting to get more focus that mm-hmm. made a big difference for me. So two books, one called Essentialism, Mm. which I've actually got for Warwick to read so oh, that he thanks, stops wasting so much time. Oh. And The One Thing. And The One Thing is a really, really easy read um, about just simply doing the one thing that's going to make a difference. Mm. So if you really struggle in this area and want to increase your productivity and focus, check out those two books. Don't ask me who the authors are. I gave you the names. <laughs> we'll, that's enough. We'll put the links in the <laughs> show notes uh, to today's episode. We will. And another thing that if you um, – one tool that I've just installed on my computer is called Rescue Time. And it's on a Mac. I don't know if you can get a PC equivalent. But mm. uh, it actually gives you a weekly productivity report. Ouch. Of where you've been. So right. it, it tells you how much you've been on Messenger or – emails, Ooh. what websites and categorizes them, so social media, and then it ranks it all by productivity. And you can customize it so that you know exactly how much. Really? And you get a weekly report in a graph, and it is the most eye-opening thing that you'll ever see. I don't want to see that. It just runs in the background, <laughs> and all of a sudden you get this report, and it says you've spent, you know, eight hours on Facebook. That's a whole day. Yeah. There's not even that much good content on Facebook. No. (laughs) But all of a sudden, in a graph form, you can see exactly how you're spending your time when you're on the computer. And it's very, very confronting. And it's free. And that's called Rescue Time. Rescue Time app. So grab that, install on your computer. It runs in the background. That's for Mac users. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's a PC one, like I said. Probably not, because PCs aren't as cool. No. Not as cool. So, and then you get an email of a Monday morning, and you go, oh my God, look at that week. It's a good focus tool, isn't it? Oh, it's awesome. And you go, oh, I really want to get to, you know, this percentage of unproductive yeah, yeah, time. And, yep. you know, yeah, we I'm communicate a lot via um, Messenger. And one week it was just like, oh, my God, is that how many hours we spent planning our show via text message? Yikes. <laughs> Be easier if we just rang each other up. Probably it would have been. <laughs> seems, seems so much slower, though. And that's, I guess, where we can get fooled into thinking that some of these instant communication platforms are more efficient and faster, but we, it's the temptation is there to spend more time on it. That's right. And then you're doing that and something else, and you're not really present, are you, in, mm. in what you're doing and not having an end. So just a couple of tools I thought of while we were talking to Andrew. Cool. And if you would like some more stuff to help you get focused or maybe uh, some more things that you could focus on to help you improve your tradie business, it's really st- when I say this, it sounds a bit like I'm one of those radio voiceover guys, you know. And You're I not that good. And I don't know why it's in an American accent all the time. But anyway, uh, if you want some more gear to help you with your business, go to a really cool resource for tradies called the Tradies Business Toolkit. Uh, it's a dollar for the first 30 days, US dollars that is, because yes, people, we have overseas tradies that follow the show and are in the toolkit. 
And we have had a few complaints lately. Yeah, so look, we're sorry about the US dollar thing with PayPal and all that. It just gets really messy if we go picking different currencies. And then, anyway, it's US dollars, okay? So that makes it about 300 Australian dollars, I think, for the first 30 days. It's still worth it. <clears throat> totally. Uh, but it's a buck for the first 30 days. And then it's $27 a month after that when Waza fixes up the website. Uh, so if you get in now, <laughs> you might snag a $10 a month glitch. Um, but it's $27 a month, guys. Uh, great value. We've got some awesome conversations happening in the private Facebook group. We're going to start putting together some exclusive videos for Toolkit members. Uh, we have extended interviews with some of our guests that we've had on the show. Uh, there's templates you can download. We're talking about exclusive events for you guys, meetups and all that sort of stuff down the track. Michaela just rolled her eyes at me because I just made that up. But you should totally join up. And you know what? If it's crap, you can just cancel it. And we'll stop taking the money out of your account. Cool. So tradiesbusinesstoolkit.com. Sweet. That's it. Till next time. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.